And welcome back to another episode of Paris, Texas. Okay, let me just tell you one more time. The idea of this podcast is to interview people who live in Paris, Texas. Not necessarily from Paris, Texas, that live in Paris, Texas. Uh, again, I'm just fascinated with the stories of people that are living with me in this small town, a town that I love dearly. So as we're going to always, we're going to start with the same question. And the question is, are you Parisian or are you Parasite? Now, again, this is not to divide the two. This is more to bring them together. And it's also a catalyst to open up to a story. I feel like it's really hard to answer that question without going right into a story about your life, where where you started at and how you got to where you kind of are now. So this week we have an awesome guest, a good, good friend of mine, Mr. Cody Head. What's up, Cody? What's up? Uh, Cody and I have been friends for a number of years now. He's a teacher at North Amar, and um, and and we're just good friends. So we're gonna have a blast on this episode. And as always, Mr. Cody, do I call you Mr. Cody? Just Cody. I, I mean, just Cody's Cody. what I call him normally, but like I feel like all the kids. We're not probably... in class. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Cody, are you a Parisian or are you a parasite? I am a Parisian. Okay, good. Born here, raised here. Uh, actually, born. At McQuiston, now it's Paris Regional Medical Center, but that was that's where I was born. Uh, born in uh, Cavanus or raised in Cavanus, which is out there by Pat May's Lake. Went to North Lamar my whole whole school uh, career. Uh, but yeah, I'm a Parisian. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you think? Sorry, side question. Someone you know, talked to me it, about go. this. Do you think there's a middle ground between Parisian and Parasite? Oh, I. I don't know. I haven't even thought about that. I mean, how would that work if you... So if somebody was born, say, say they were out of town, both their parents are from Paris, their home is in Paris, but they went on vacation to uh, the beach and mom had had, a, had had them in another another place. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think that would be in a, par, a Parisian. Right, because they still live in the entire A Parisian maybe year. with like an asterisk, you know, right. in, the, in the... <laughs> In the record book or whatever you want to call it. Or, or if they moved here. What if they moved here after being born, but it was only like six months to a year later? Is that is that crossing mm, the line? I, I think then you're a parasite. I think you would be yeah, a parasite. Yeah. I, I, because I've had a few people that are really hardcore. They love Paris, Texas, but they hate being called a parasite. Sure. But... I, again, I don't feel like there's a there's we're not well, saying. Well, I think it's probably not... in, the, in the pronunciation of it. Uh, it's if you just said I am a parasite, right, as opposed to a parasite. parasite. Correct. There, you know that that that's where the uh, the uh, challenge comes. I think people. I would I would I could say that I would have a problem being. I'm not a parasite. I didn't latch on, and you know. Uh, I'm a parasite. Correct, correct. And I would agree with that a hundred percent, a hundred percent, because, I like we're not attacking whether or not you love your town or you are are, you know, someone who is very invested in Paris, Texas. We're just trying to get the beginning of a story started, yeah. and that's what and that's what we do. Awesome. I'm sorry. I just had that question on my head, and and I wanted to ask you that. So, um, I want to talk about dreams. Okay. Um, again, this is something I've been dreaming about for probably about a year. I've actually talked to Cody about this num- a number of times about wanting to do it. And he's mm-hmm. encouraged me multiple times. Just do it. Yeah. Um, but I know enough of your story to know that you've chased a number of dreams in your life. Um, can you tell us about one of those? Uh, sure. Um, I, when I left Paris, I actually, I was actually, my, my plan was not to go into the arts. 
um, originally. I, I played around with going to uh, Texas A&M, uh, joining the Corps, being, uh, going in the medical field, and that, that was my thoughts. That's where my thoughts were. And then I uh, actually went and auditioned for a scholarship at the University of North Texas, kind of on a whim, and uh, encouraged by my local theater teacher uh, at the high school, Laura Hutchings. Uh, and I actually got uh, a scholarship to go to North Texas, and you know that was that was the moment that I was like, okay, I can, I can do this, and I can get uh, a scholarship for it, and uh, and so I, I went to to North Texas. I graduated from there uh, with a degree in theater and literature, and what's funny is I actually was hired to do a stunt show uh, right out of college to do a stunt show in St. Louis, Missouri. And that's where I, that's where I went directly after college, and that fell through. I got there and they canceled the, the stunt show, so I got stuck in, in St. Louis. And it was at that point uh, in my life uh, where I was like, you know what? I made this crazy little move by myself. It was you know it was a little scary at first, but not not really that scary. And I thought if I'm going to do this, I might as well go for it. Uh, and so in my head and in my dreams all along through college was to go to New York. And it was that little jaunt to, uh, to St. Louis, Missouri, uh, that fell through that I ended up being okay. And not, you know, the job I went to take fell away and I was, I survived. I lived, I, I you know, I didn't, it wasn't crazy. So I thought I can do this. And I, I, I went back home for a couple of months and, and, you know, raised a little bit of money. Uh, worked and, and, and saved some money and then packed two suitcases, got on a plane, and moved to New York by myself. Wow. Yeah. That's, see, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I, I've thought about this even in where I am right now and thought, who was that guy? <laughs> who in the heck was that guy who was brave enough to get up and take two suitcases and, and move by themselves because I have time sometimes leaving the house, you know, with uh, really the same pair afraid of, of exactly, yeah, like afraid of what I don't know what's out the door. But then, but I, but that same, you know, that kid that left and, and was so uh, passionate and fearless, and uh, it, it was really a, a fun time. And, and so I got to New York and, and I actually lived there for ten years. Uh, I. I did everything from, um, I waited tables, but what I really got there and what got me there, uh, was, uh, theater. I was in, I was, did some acting there in the beginning of my, my time there, uh, around Pittsburgh and, uh, and, uh, Philadelphia area and then in New York uh, itself. And then I did, I had live music. I was part of a couple of bands. Uh, I did a couple of solo projects. Uh, but then, I, like I said, I did everything from wait tables, uh, bartend, to uh, working for a publishing company. So I, I did a lot of things while I was there. So when you got there, did you? How did you meet people? Did you just like just start waiting tables and you met the right people? Actually, or? well, so when I actually moved there, uh, I kind of left this part of the story out. Uh, one of my professors in college, he had uh, he was an artistic director for. A, uh, a theater in a little place called Warren, Pennsylvania. It's uh, it's up near Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, to Erie, PA. Yeah, it, I mean this beautiful, uh, especially in the summer. It was it was gorgeous, and this this theater probably the town was not any bigger uh, than Paris, mm-hmm. and it was able to support this 
thriving uh, equity theater where they would bring in New York actors, uh, hire New York actors, and then they would use some of the local people as well. So it was like a community theater, but then they also worked with um, with uh, New York caliber actors. And my college professor was the uh, artistic director there, and he hired me the summer before I graduated uh, from college. So I had... I was I had the opportunity to go as a college student and work professionally, get paid professionally, uh, to work with these with these uh, New York and Broadway caliber actors. So you made some contacts. I did just in the process of doing that. I did, and that's actually who I, I ended up living with first when I went to New York was a a, a guy who was cast in that show. Uh, he had a, crazy enough had a roommate that that had moved away on a show, needed a roommate, and I, I was able to go to go and and live Jump in right that room. In. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty uh, pretty great. Awesome, because I know I, I mean I've done a few adventures. I'm obviously most people know I'm very heavily involved in video production, videography. I've done a few short films with some friends and stuff. But I know sometimes meeting those other creatives, even in a city the size of New York, sometimes can be very difficult. And that's the part of the scary part for someone who's new to it to jump in. They're like, how am I going to meet anybody in a city? It's crazy. A city, I don't even know how many people are in New York, but a city that big and it's still hard to meet new people. Because, I mean, what are you just going to stop someone on the side of the, the curb? I, I mean, you people do, you know, people, yeah. people do. And uh, But that's awesome that you made contacts prior. And that's probably smart is to try to make a few contacts before you move there and then come in with a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. And, and, and what was also crazy is... Um, so I got there that, that year and, uh, and worked for a few months at a, uh, just waiting tables, waiting for another job to come up. And I auditioned and was able to go and work again at another summer stock theater company outside of Pittsburgh. And while I was there, uh, I, I met a friend who actually graduated from SMU, or made a friend mm-hmm. uh, who graduated from SMU. And so when we went back to New York City, I had this... Uh, huge collection of friends from SMU. So uh, we were all Texas transplants. We were all, awesome. you know, yeah. So this huge group. And that's actually how I, I came up with my, with uh, meeting the people that were in my band. Uh, we all were Texas transplants and, and like everybody on the band, everybody in the band, except for the drummer, the drummer from New Jersey. But, <laughs> uh, but other than that, everybody else was from, was from, uh, was from Texas. Odd man uh, out. Drummer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, but it was, it was really cool. And, and to have that artistic community, but also have that in common that we were from Texas, kind of that common bond was, yeah, was neat. So I'm I'm sorry I'm going to interrupt you, but I have a super funny story about New York, and okay. I've probably told you this, but I won't tell everybody else this. So I, I was traveling with the motorcycle guy doing videography, mm-hmm. and uh, we were scheduled to be in New York for three days. We we're going to have the the three days off. We could go and visit friends and see the sights and just enjoy New York. But we got delayed, and um, which often happens on productions. But it was unforeseen setback and. Uh, we ended up only having like 14 hours in New York, but the 14 hours started at like four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that meant a majority of the time was going to be the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I li- we literally driving through there, I could see New York in the distance, New York city, I'm sorry, yeah. New York city in the distance. And I was like, I can't be this close to New York and not go see New York. I just mm-hmm. can't do that. So, um, I convinced the bus driver who's still to this day, probably mad at me. Um, cause we, we, we traveled on a school bus chasing a motorcycle guy. Yeah. So he drove this school bus through the middle of New York cities. <laughs> 
I, I actually was Staten, uh, Staten Island. Yeah. And then I got a ferry over into mm-hmm. uh, Manhattan. Um, and so uh, he dropped me off at the ferry, and he was so mad because it was so tight. The streets are so tight, and the streets aren't really that great. They're very bumpy. And they are. For a school bus, that can't be... <laughs> A fun and the drivers are aggressive. A very heck. aggressive. Yeah. So I get on a I get on a ferry and I drive and I end up getting to uh, New York by like ten o'clock that night. I literally didn't sleep a lick. Stayed up all night. I got one of those city bikes that you rent. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. can, They're like, they're cheap. They're like twelve dollars. Yeah. But if you're if you don't hang them up every fifteen minutes, then you get charged extra. Uh, but I rode to every place I could go. To see the sights, yeah. middle of night. Yeah, I was literally Broadway on a bicycle riding down Broadway, just to see the sights. It was this most incredible experience. Too bad you couldn't have filmed it. That would have been a great like little episode for yourself. Like I had camera. my camera and I tried, but it was a it was no, really it was dark. Hard, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, if you're if you're in Times Square, it's not dark, but everywhere else, yes, it, got, yes. it, it got it got pretty dark. So it was really difficult to actually film myself. If it had been in the middle. middle Sorry, if it had been in the middle of the day, I could have handled it. Yeah. But uh, it would have been epic if I had sat back and tried to film the whole thing. Plus, I got tired by, it was like 5 in the morning, and I was wiped sitting in a Starbucks waiting for, I didn't know um, uh, the park. Central Park? Central Park closes. Yeah. I didn't know that. So yeah. I thought I could just, I don't, I don't know why I thought I could just stroll in the Central Park at 5 in the morning, because that's probably scary. It probably is. I mean, um, there, there are ways to get in there, but, you you know, I mean, be, I, it would be it could be scary yeah. to be in there. There wasn't a very secure perimeter. Yeah. I, I just saw that there was a sign and a, mm-hmm. and a little chain that said close until a certain time, and I was like, really? Enter at your own risk. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, I could have stepped over the, the thing, but I was trying to obey the rules and make sure I wasn't caught in a situation that probably didn't yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, back to you. So you no. were there for 10 years. Yes. And then, so did you come home, or what was after that? Um, I mean, yes. After... Uh, so, I mean, I, I loved every moment that I was there. I did. It was it was amazing. It was awesome. Uh, but then it, there was a time when I was ready to come home. You know? Sorry, side note. Yeah. Side question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the biggest achievement you did in, in New York while you were there for the 10 years? Oh, um, I mean, I did some... It's hard to say one one achievement that I, that was the best. I, I'm, I think I'm most proud of some of the music that we wrote. In, in, in your band? In the band, yeah. Uh, just creatively speaking, to write your own music, perform your own music, uh, get—and uh, I don't mean—I don't mean accolades or anything like that about the music, but—but uh, but, you know, to, to when you're creative, and you know this, when you're creative and you get that that support from people, and you get that, um, uh, you you get that feeling that you're doing something right, or you're on the right track, or you're connecting with people, people are understanding. Uh, what you're trying to say that that is that can be uh, such a such a reward uh, artistically and, and creatively speaking, and so some of the music that we wrote, I was just really proud of. Uh, maybe it came, it may have been uh, birthed out of some hard times. Well, a lot of <laughs> you music, know, a lot of music. Probably yeah, and is. it was it was at, at the time it was pretty painful, uh, but but it was a great outlet to get some yeah. of that out and get some of that 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 uh, those feelings and that emotion out. Uh, but it was it was satisfying. I mean, we we were lucky enough to open once, uh, twice actually, for uh, Nora Jones. Awesome. Uh, and uh, there was uh, we opened for their old band. You may remember Spin Doctors. Do yeah, 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 Spin yeah. Doctors. Yeah, 
they play they play at these little local places and and we uh, we were a good enough band that we were able to open for them a couple of times. So Do you that was, still have some uh, CDs floating around? I <laughs> I do. What's <laughs> hilarious is my wife tried to throw some of them away just last night because we were no! re- remodeling the house and she was like, "Can't you just download these?" I was like, yeah. Yes, but uh, this is no. my youth. My youth in a in a CD. Kimmy Kimmy gives us all memory boxes. So and it's you know a certain size and yeah. you can only fit what's in. Okay, maybe that's what we need to. And then yeah. so things that you feel like you need to hold on to, we have a memory box. And there you go. The kids have a memory box. I have a memory box, and Kimmy has a memory box. I, so. I need to get a big memory box. A big. <laughs> I well, because we bought like I don't know three thousand CDs, and so I still have like. 500 CDs at the house. So have you so. ever wanted to, wanted to let one like sneak out and be played somewhere? I I mean I have students uh, who ask ha- that have have them because they've oh. asked for them. Yeah, I'll give them to them. I mean, I'm not trying to sell them or anything. I want one. Okay, you can have one. Yeah, no problem. Can I put it in a short film? Sure. I was looking for music the other day and I oh my gosh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. Okay, done. Yeah, awesome. Um, okay, so. Ten years, you you decided you wanted to move back to Paris. Did you come right back to Paris? I did. Um, I moved back to Paris, and I my my initial um, goal or what what I thought my plan was going to be was going to I'd stop in Paris. I, I you know I hadn't lived been close to family, you know visit them, but I hadn't been this close to family for ten years. A lot, well, actually, you count more if you count college. Um, but it was I got here. And I wanted to spend some time here so that I'd be with family. And then I was going to move to Austin. Uh, that was my, and, and teach and, and pursue music uh, in Austin, uh, music and theater. I think you'd have fit well in Austin. I, I would, I Just think your it would have been, yeah, I think I would have, uh, it, it was a place when I visited, I knew that I loved it, you know, and, um, but, you know, there were other plans. There were, there was another plan for me and it happened to be, uh, happened to be here. Yeah. I understand that completely. Uh, so, how long were you here? Oh wait, no, I know a story I want to go to. Okay. Uh-oh. So, what what job did you get right when you got back to Paris, Texas? So, uh, you know the uh, getting here and not knowing what my, where my footing was going to be, and and uh, I had a, my cousin who worked at the Flamingo Bingo Palace <laughs> yes. on North Main. Uh, he had gotten another job. And, you know, I wasn't looking for anything permanent. I was just looking for something, to, and I didn't want to wait tables. I didn't want to do anything. You know, bartend in, in Paris did not sound appealing to me. Um, and and this little opportunity came up to be the bingo caller at Flamingo Bingo. Uh, and I took it, and what an experience. <laughs> B-16. Yes. Yes, and it was it was wild. It was crazy. You meet. I met probably some. I mean, I've, like I said, I'm from Paris, but I met some of the most interesting people in the city of Paris. Uh, going to that Bingo Palace. We should do a live. Uh, oh my gosh, podcast from totally the, from Bingo Night. Totally, and I would I would love it if you could mic every person in that oh, building. Yes, you would have to a lot of beeps and bleeps. <laughs> I'm sure because. So when I found out about this the first time, we were, we were in a meeting and this came up, um, and <laughs> I all I could remember thinking when you were telling the story 
is that uh, on my side it would make an amazing short film. Yes. But then I mentioned that to you, and you were like, "Actually, I want to make a a, a script, well, not script, uh, a screenplay out of it." Yeah. Um, we actually talked about making a musical out of it. Oh, musical! <laughs> yeah. That would be epic. Yeah. Like I, you need to put a pin in that. I know. You, you need to be like Mr. Holland's opus, and you need to start working on it, even if it takes you another twenty years to yeah. get it done. I don't know why, but I feel like that would be a fascinating story. Teacher who goes to New York before becoming a teacher, but and then comes back and works at the bingo. Yeah. Flamingo Bingo. Is it still called but, Flamingo, Flamingo Bingo? Flamingo Bingo, yeah, yeah. And and then ends up being a teacher. But man, it is it's brilliant. And the crazy thing is that all of these people have these stories and they're compelling. I mean, they come in there with their dreams and their hopes and, and you know, I don't know. Tonight I'm going to win that big prize, and and they're so hopeful. And you know, it's it's drama. It's all it's drama all in one setting every night. Sometimes twice a day because they have a morning session, like or an afternoon session at like two, and then a, an evening session at like six. So is it what a stereotypical bingo place is? Oh like yeah. When you see it on TV, and it's a lot of elderly people, yes. and they have like multiple colors. Oh and yeah. Like the a, ra- stompers. A, a, Rambo, a Rambo vest of like different stoppers they can pull out and yeah, and what, there's like the, twenty cards laying in front of them, just going at it. Yeah. So is that why they have different colors to keep up with the different cards? Like, what's the deal with the different color stampers or that, stoppers? I, th- or? I think that's just their that's their flair. What they feel today, yeah, yeah. I feel green today. Green's my lucky stamp number, you know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't submerge myself completely in the bingo culture. You just. Uh, I was just the caller for the most part. Yeah. So you just experienced it. Yes. But okay. I, but I had a lot of love coming my way, and I had a lot of hate coming my way as oh, well. Oh, because you, know? you didn't. You didn't call that right number. Exactly. And it's crazy. I mean, you're like, I have no control over. Did anybody ever try to bribe you? No, but but you know what's crazy is you did make tips. Like you can make a tip. Yes, if if someone if you called someone's number and they won four hundred dollars, somebody'd slide you a twenty or a ten. Yeah. For, <laughs> we're pulling for, out the right. Pulling out a number. Yes. That's crazy. Hey, but when you're you know, when you're here working at Paris, Texas at the Flamingo Bingo Palace, you you take that ten and you're like, all right. When this becomes a musical, I want to be oh, there. It, oh, you got it. I want to be involved. You got it. Yes. I want to. I, I, I can just be a side bingo person, or I don't know, an extra, but I want to be there. I mean, the, the songs alone that you could, the titles of the songs alone are you know are glorious. All having to do with bingo. Yeah. Bingo lingo. Hey, bingo there you lingo. Go. Or they could all be bingo number like the each each title of the song is like B sixteen. Well yeah, like before you leave. You know? <laughs> oh before yeah. you leave. Oh yes. Yes. That's hilarious. I love it. I love it. Okay, so how long so you were at bingo for a little bit, a long time? Yeah, I mean I, I I think three or four months. Three or maybe four months. Six months. And then you transitioned into school? School, yes. I, I'd already I already had my degree. I actually have double major in, in literature and theater arts. So okay. I had my degree, but when I was in college, I didn't get my teaching cert, uh, certification uh, because I, I wasn't going to be a teacher at that point. I was going to go to New York and, you know, uh, and live the life that I lived. Uh, but when I came back, it was time, uh, you know, I was, I was ready to teach. And I was fortunate that a position came open and that the administration at North Lamar uh allowed me to do alternative certification so I could teach, be a teacher mm-hmm. uh, while I got my, my certification. So that was, awesome. was very so, fortunate. Now, how long have you been a teacher for? Uh, this is, I'm going on nine years. Nine years. Yes. Awesome. 
Awesome. And um, you've gone to state a couple times? Not uh, region. Wait. Well, I've gone to region several times. We, we got fourth in state last year. Okay. Uh, in one act play. Um, been to region three times. Uh, been gotten out of district or we've never we've never placed lower than third place at district okay uh, we've stalled out at district by getting third place twice since I've been here but uh, ever since then we've, we've moved at least to area it's amazing yeah side story again sorry I know I'll keep buttoning into no, your, your story but it, it, it involves you is uh, my son so first got to be under your uh, directorial um ship i don't know how you say that last yeah. year in big fish yes. and he is bought in like yes. he a he loves you like he thinks you're going to be at everything awesome. that has anything to do with acting yeah <laughs> <laughs> is mr craig yeah. going to be there uh, yes i'll be around somewhere <laughs> um and and b like to the point that we had to put him in acting classes because yes. like he just if you ask him he has we interviewed him last time i don't know if you knew that or not yeah and um he uh does youtube videos which i know you know mm -hmm. every single time he goes to like a restaurant or somewhere else i always ask him i try to ask him on camera but he doesn't always answer good enough to, for it to make the cut but i was like do you want to be a chef when you grow up and he's like no <laughs> right in front of the person that's a chef <laughs> i'm gonna be an actor yeah and uh so he's bought in so i mean in what, what he's in sec he's gonna be in second grade so in in another four or five years you'll have a you'll have a hey we are we, but we already have him I mean true you know when true and, anytime you need a boy between his in his age frame he's yeah. he will be there yes all you have to do is is I mean I get he still needs to audition but all you have to do is let him know and he'll yes, show up I know I plus know. I need him to break out of his shell I know everybody thinks he's not shy but He's very outgoing in front of the camera or even on the stage because I know, in my I'm, I humble opinion, he's my son, but he did great on in Big Fish. Oh my gosh, yeah, totally. You know, with projecting yes. and just, I mean, in, in front of a hundred plus people yeah. or more. How uh, many? But I'm 600. 600 you know, three, people, yeah. yeah. Four to 600, depending on the night, yeah. He said his lines. He, he was so adamant about memorizing his lines. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think his first day... On the stage, he had every line memorized. Which, granted, yeah. was only three or four, but hey, that's that's a, that's huge. For, I would have never done that. For someone's first time, I know. And and that's the thing too. What the best thing about him uh, in his in that uh, production was not that he walked in and was perfect at the beginning. He took direction, mm -hmm. and he would come back and the next day, whatever we needed him to work on. He would have worked on right. and it showed up. You know, there sometimes you just you get what you pay for. Yeah. And you you hey, you got this role and awesome and you kinda get what, what you got at audition. Yeah. You know, they were great at auditions and that's pretty much what you get the rest of the of the show. That goes with high, the high schoolers and, mm -hmm. and even to some degree some, you know, adults and, and professional actors. But that was what was uh, what was exceptional about, about Liam. He's great. I love him. I'm, again, he's my son, so I know you're partial, but but yeah. I can but I, I I can also vouch for him. Vouch for him, yeah. Uh, now you've also done a few um, like community things, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Do uh, Adams Family? I was in the Adams Family um, PCT. Yes. Yeah. Uh, several years before that, I did Into the Woods and uh, a show called Doubt. That um, was in that production as do well. Do you space them out a little bit? Do you do like one? Like, and then you wait a couple years and then do another? Is that yeah. kind of like your routine when it comes to extra? 
Um, yeah, just especially now that my my, my kids are, are little. Yeah, it's uh, hard. Before, before the kids were around, I could do probably do more, but now that the kids are... And you got one that's old enough to kind of be in it with you. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Ella, I have right. Ella who's 16, or almost 16, uh, and then uh, Rex and Everett. Rex is four, um, almost four, and Everett is almost two. So uh, they're they're not quite Yeah, there Rex yet. is close. He's close. He, 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 uh, he wants to be, especially, you know... Uh, like Liam's around and he sees that he and wants he to go wants do to, it. Yeah, he yeah. wants to go do it with yeah. Liam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't care that Dad does that. He wants he wants to do it because Liam does it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that, it takes. Hey, that's the trick. Maybe yeah. th- maybe you'll put Liam in more things just so you get Rex to do it. There you go. There you go. No joke. Like for real. Oh. Um, awesome. So uh, so you love Paris. You've been. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's that's amazing. And I you know. I've said this multiple times. There's so much that Paris has to offer. There's, and especially in the creative world, I feel like we just, there's some untapped resources. Totally. Uh, in the Paris community that that people don't even know that we have. Um, so it's it's just so good to know somebody in the creative world in the city that I can bounce ideas off of. Uh, uh, we collaborate on multiple things all the times, mm-hmm. um, and it's just been a blast. Uh, anything else you want to add? I mean, I, I think Paris is, is is an exceptional town for several reasons, and creativity is one of them, and, and talent is another. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of talent that comes out of the the students in this area is uh, it blows me away because we, you know, uh, you were talking about Big Fish and our musicals that we do in the fall. Uh, you know, we we do. Uh, this competition with the Dallas Summer Musicals, the mm-hmm. big, you know, Broadway house in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we enter that contest. And, I mean, we're just a small town. Uh, we don't have the resources that they do in Dallas and, and, the, and the suburbs of Dallas. We, we don't have that. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we have local support here, which is fantastic. Um, but we're able to stand toe-to-toe with some of those big powerhouse schools, you know, four, 5A and 6A schools that have a lot mm-hmm. more resources, a lot more money, uh, mm-hmm. Five directors, you know, on staff. Uh, two or three voice teachers on staff. Uh, you know, um, they have so much more than we have, and yet we are able to produce uh, a caliber of product. Our students are able to uh, match what those other kids do with the resources they have. We don't have that, and and I just think. That one, that's one of the things that makes Paris so special to me mm-hmm. uh, is the, the fact that we do have that and that we have, for the most part, the support of the community that, that recognize that, that talent. Mm-hmm. They recognize the gift that we have in those kids, and the, and the kids are our resource. You know, yeah. the, the kids' creativity and talent is our resource, uh, and, and I, I, I hope that we can find a way to t- utilize that even more uh, and, to, and to really make that um, uh, make that something special that everybody sees uh, about Paris and not just you know us few in the creative world that everybody sees that as a resource and and, and uses that uh, I just that that's one of the things that really draws me to Paris it's it's someone that took uh, that saw me and saw the talent in me mm-hmm. uh, and and mined that out of me that made me want to stay here uh, as opposed to like moving to Austin to, to want to stay here and, and to do that for somebody else to, to look at those kids and, and to to 
see their their potential and mine that uh, you know someone did that for me and I, my dream is to do that for somebody else it's, and we talked about this just a little bit before we hit the record button but um, yeah in a lot of times it starts for these kids at a young age mm-hmm. I mean they can get turned off early in life oh, yeah. um, to to their creative potential I, I felt growing up and this is part of why I do the things I do now I felt like I was um, like that my creative thoughts and interests were crushed through school like mm-hmm. I like I did not feel like I could use or or expound on my creative uh, talents I didn't even learn that I had creative talents until I left school and yeah. left Paris um, and I just want to be because I love Paris so much I want to be an advocate for if you have creative ability let's come together let's collaborate let's figure out something we can do together and and have fun with it you know I'm very involved in video um, now I'm trying to get involved in podcasts is something I'm interested in um, and social media is another you know something that I, I do a lot and I help a lot of people with but the had I started in this direction when I was in high school and someone mm-hmm. had mined that mm-hmm. out of me, and mm-hmm. I'm not blaming anyone at school or uh, anything like that, if I had started 20 years ago doing this, I would be so much further along mm-hmm. versus me having to go out and figure out what I was interested in at, a, at, a, at a, my late 20s, to be honest. Sure. Um, and then... Yeah, it's. I just want to always be a resource. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a teacher, but I always want to be a resource. Um, I was talking to another guy yesterday about this. Uh, for people to have, if they have questions, mm-hmm. if they have thoughts, if they have ideas. Now, I can't say that I will do every idea that any anybody ever comes to me with. Because no, you know, you can't. That's, you a, can't. that's an impossibility. Yeah, but, but if someone came to you and said, "Listen, I have this," you may not be able to do it, but you might be able to teach them. Right. To guide them or direct in them. a direct in the direction they need to go in order to let them fulfill that dream or that or that project or that whatever it is. And or if it's even given a resource, if they're like, I want to make a film. I need a camera. I need a camera. Yeah. I have backup cameras. Yes. yes. Now I, I don't want to give that to everybody. I no, can't but, give it to everybody, but I can let you borrow a sure. camera and try to and try to make your film. I can give you lessons on how to utilize that camera, and get the maximum amount of stuff out of that camera. I can even like meet up with you and give you a, a, a let you borrow my laptop and edit the 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 whatever content is you're doing, uh, or, or I can even teach you how to do it on your phone. Yeah, exactly. Like I know. this day and age, your phone can go a long ways. An iPhone is yeah. all you need. You have editing software mm-hmm. at your fingertips. You have photography and videography at your fingertips. Yeah. You don't have to have. And this goes for multiple creative fields. Mm-hmm. You do not have to have the highest dollar equipment to make something. Yeah. You don't have, you know, and this is what you've done in 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 theater. You didn't have to have the budget that the Dallas schools have to make something great. Yes. You used what you had at your at your availability and still made it great. Yeah. Um and that's what that's what kids can do. That's I mean, and and I'm directing it more towards what I'm focused on, but like any any creative outlet, there's always honestly you just need to do it. Just yeah. do it. That, that's how I learned Everything I learned, I actually didn't get to go. I didn't go to college. It's not that I didn't get to go to college. I didn't go to college. I just started pushing buttons, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh crap, that's the wrong button." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put a little piece of tape over there. Don't <laughs> push that one. button. Yes, not yeah. that button. And then I figure out to the right button. And then YouTube. I mean, YouTube's this day and age. YouTube is most people's college. Yes, but that. But 
but you learned. Oh yeah, through I YouTube. love so, learning. See, that's that's the thing. And, and and as you talk about you and being in school and me as as an educator, it, it you know it, that's what hurts or that's what where the challenge is. I guess. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Can, you know, what if what if someone put a camera in your hand when you were in eighth grade? You know, and said, hey you're having trouble in, in math or you're having trouble in English. Okay, we'll take this math problem and I want you to find a way to uh, do a, a, a video that would explain this algebra, you know, this exactly uh, this equation or do a, a, a documentary style or a commercial of this, uh, of this piece of literature and mm-hmm. showing us a trailer and showing us, you know, that you've read the piece, you understood it, but now take it and take your creativity and make a tra- so then mm-hmm. you dive in further because you're interested. It's something that interested you, it's just me, you know. Yeah. And oh, oh, you're hooked. I mean, I'm telling you, when I, you know, it took it was me reading um, uh, the diary of Anne Frank that hooked me into literature and history because, but it was through a play. It was not mm-hmm. not the actual diary of Anne Frank, but it was the play, the diary of Anne Frank, that I remember reading that and it and oh, it sparked something in me there was a history lesson it was written wonderfully as far as the the way that the playwright uh wrote the play uh and those two things c- captured me so it was through creativity it was through drama it was through theater that it sparked an interest in learning mm-hmm. you know and, and i think that's one of the things that we we miss out on uh i, I use the analogy we we I've heard heard it said in several different ways. I talk about you know when when kids are in uh, kindergarten, and people, the teachers say, "All right, so and so's birthday. I want everybody to sing Happy Birthday." How many kids, if you're watching them, do you ever see kids not sing when they're when they're in kindergarten? No, no. Everyone are screaming to the top of their lungs. They, they, no one's ever told them you're you can't sing. You no. don't sing well. Don't you know all that all that baggage is gone. They don't. They don't have it. Yeah. But then you go to fifth grade, and you have the whole, that same class sing happy birthday. Half of them are kicking their shoe around. You have one that's singing, belting, mm-hmm. you know, loud. Uh, it, all of a sudden, these kids have been told you don't sing well, don't do this, can't do that. You're not. You don't. You, and they oh, start and you've been watching judging. TV. You yes. watch TV, and you're like, oh, I can't sing like yes. Taylor Swift. Yes. So why would I even try? Exactly. But we we kind of uh you know educate the creativity out of kids well on the flip side of the coin sometimes yeah the flip side of the coin is the kids kids you kids out there you also need to you need to show that you're interested in something yeah i i I was guilty of that like i I, in high school i I didn't want to let anybody know anything about me i was so like it's like closed off reclused that i i wasn't open to like trying to find that thing that I loved either. Yeah. So it like I'm afraid that if someone put me in a camera, like put a camera in my hand, I'd have had an attitude and been like, "What do you want me to do with this?" Yeah. I don't know yeah. anything about this. Well, you'd already been you'd already shut off. Yeah. You'd already true. Been, you'd already shut true. off. But and again, it, it comes down to someone pulling like you were talking mm-hmm. about pulling that interest out of me. Like I know you're good at this. I've seen you post when well, my day and age our phones didn't take. Actually, I don't think they had phones. I think it was beepers. Yeah. Remember beepers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the cowboys would hide them behind their belt buckles so they wouldn't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so we didn't have the resources back then to take 
I think we had two cameras, two or three cameras, and they were all in the yearbooks sure. class. Sure. And there's usually only one or two photographers. Yeah. For hundreds mm-hmm. of kids. So there's no way that like someone that may not have been in that class to have that resource. Yeah. I, my parents didn't have cameras at home. But there's you know there's a way. I feel I still feel like. We all, and, and this is just me, we, and we'll continue to do this, is to find ways to, to reach yeah. kids and to, and to get there. Uh, one more little story, and this is, this is from, a, I think it's from a TED Talk. I don't remember where I heard it. I love TED Talks. But, oh, it's amazing. But this it, is an educator, and he's talking about, uh, he's talking about creativity in kids. Mm-hmm. And, and, and t- the kind of same thing I talk, was saying, uh, my analogy, uh, his analogy was that a teacher's giving these kids paper and some crayons, and they're, they're, you know, they're just drawing. Just guys just draw, mm-hmm. and so you know they're they're kindergarten or first grade. And they're drawing, and uh, he or she sees this one child, and they're I mean so impassioned drawing, and and uh, walks up to the kid and and says, "What oh uh, what are you drawing there, uh, Sally?" And Sally says, "I'm drawing a picture of God," and the teacher kind of smiles and says, "Really? Well, uh, Sally, no one knows what God looks like." Sally says. They will in a minute. <laughs> I mean, you oh. know, just so sure and just so creative and driven, and, and I, I got this. You know, if we could, if we could have that creativity and that self confidence, and, and find a way to, to pull that out of each kid, oh my gosh, what a what a world we would have. And if you can build confidence in a young kid, I, I know I'm not confident. I'm something I struggle with. Hey, I do too. I've had I've had people <laughs> s- s- kind of say they think I'm very cocky. Yeah. But in reality, I'm not. Yeah. I I I'm not. I'm very unsure of myself. I make my wife watch a video I make like five times yes. to make sure that before you let anyone before I let anyone yeah. else see yeah. it, and then even then, then I have to get another pr- you know person to proof it. And yeah. say you know I'm you know I don't talk about this a lot, but I'm very dyslexic. Mm-hmm. I I can't write an email without my wife checking it for me because yeah. I I just I'm very self conscious of that and. Um, same with text messages. I'll send a text message to my wife that's a reply to you and to have her <laughs> oh proof it before I even send it to oh. you, unless it's a one-word <laughs> reply. If it's just like, yes, then I got that. But oh. if it, if it's a sentence, I, I, I'm so just... I don't know. I'm just so not confident. I'm I'm worried that you're gonna think less of me. Oh my gosh. Not and I'm no. not, I'm saying you, but I'm saying like whoever. A general you. Yeah, yes, a general yeah, you. Yeah. Whoever I'm texting, I'm worried that that person's gonna think less of me. And I in reality, I mean, we all have faults. We, and we all do that though. Everyone has to admit that they, there's something that they do, and if they don't, they're lying. <laughs> yeah. And then I tag a couple emojis at the end of it because I'm always... Just to make sure you understand. Well, yeah. and, and in addition to... Sorry, this is a whole separate subject. But yeah. in addition to, I don't want somebody to think... You can't put inflection on a text. Ex- oh, you, I know. You I know. can't put emotion in a text. So, like, I read it and I'm like, do I sound like a jerk? Yeah. Because that kind of sounds like a jerk. Yeah. I'll just add a couple emojis. It'll be fine. Yeah, you'll understand. I'm joking. Yeah, that, or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I'm, that was sarcasm, you know, yes. like... Um, or, or just like I'm smiling or I'll put like 10 exclamation exclamation marks or something. Like I just, I really try hard to make sure you know that like, yes, I'm not upset because if you read that as upset, then 
I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah. A bunch of emojis. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I know. Um, so if you ever get a text with a whole bunch of emojis, I'm just like, trying he's to really come. worried that he that I didn't exactly. get what you're saying. Yeah. The amount of emojis is the amount of how worried I am <laughs> that you're gonna think that I'm I'm saying something That's rude. Hilarious. That's I'm I've been there. Do it do the same thing. Um anyway. So, dude, it was great having you. We This is the longest podcast I've uh, ever recorded, so awesome. that just probably goes to show how much fun we have. Yes. And it's definitely a great conversation, uh, and you'll probably end up coming back before I stop doing podcasts. Heck yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. Again, just want to reiterate, the what, what I use is called, the app that I use is called Anchor. I love this app. I'm not paid to say anything about this app. Uh, I'm not paid to say anything in this podcast. <laughs> so if we mentioned anybody, I mean, they're more than welcome to sponsor us, but I'm not paid to say anything. Uh, we're just doing this for fun. But so the Anchor app, the way it works is I upload this podcast to the Anchor app. It's available both on uh, iTunes uh, podcast and Google Play podcasts. You can download the app Anchor for podcasts on both those platforms and then you can search for Paris, Texas within that platform. Um, so when I upload it to the Anchor Podcast, then it disperses it to all the major podcast platforms. So it, it should eventually be available for uh, iTunes Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, Chromecasts. There's, there's, there's like 15 or 18 of them out there that are available. But it takes time. It takes... Anywhere from two days to two weeks. Like some of them just have have longer periods of which they uh, accept you as a as a podcast. So if you can't find me, you will always be able to find me on the Anchor app. Um, and and hopefully as soon as they get some of those podcasts approved, they'll be on some of the other ones. If you have a favorite podcast app, so just keep looking for us. I also started a Facebook group. It's called Paris, Texas, a podcast. Uh, you can search for that. It's an open group, uh, and, and then you can follow. I'll, I'll give sneak peeks of who's coming up uh, for the next podcast. We'll talk about if we ever have questions. I may do a Q&A podcast one day. I think that'd be a really exciting idea um, and, and stuff like that. So you can always find us on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Facebook if, as I am Broadway if you ever want to look me up. Cody is on Facebook. Um, uh, they also have a North Lamar Facebook. I follow that if you want to ever keep up with uh, some of the uh, plays. A North Lamar pl- uh, uh, High School Theater. Is that what it's called? NLHS Theater. NLHS Department. Theater. So that will follow like what, what plays they're doing, what's, um, what's coming up next for them. Workshops, workshops, yes. You know, whether or not they make it to a, a state, regional, all that stuff. It'll keep you up with that. So you can always follow him there if you want to. Um, I'm shooting for next Monday. I'm, I'm going to post one every Monday for you guys to listen to. So make sure you come back next Monday. I'm going to not say the next guest because you never know what schedules, how they change and stuff like that. But I will let you know on the on the group who's the next guest. So go to the, uh, go to the group on Facebook and you can see the next guest. Thank you guys so much. Peace.